do we really understand what happens? Do we, do we, are we, have we truly embraced our new identity found in Jesus Christ? Um, you know, the Lord's put on my heart for the past few months that, that most of us, I don't think, really understand that. We, um, we don't understand what actually happened when we, when we gave our life to the Lord, when we committed our life to serving Him. We, we don't understand the depth of what happened there. And because of this lack of understanding, too often we find ourselves living lives of, that, that have little change. Uh, little, little joy, little hope, little strength, and little power. And that's not the way G Jesus intended for it to be. You know, and whenever we're, 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 we're in that uh, milieu of things there, uh, when we do this, we're always going to struggle because our, our strength and our power will never be enough. You know, we'll struggle with fear, with, with anxiety, with with doubt, and we'll never experience the, the freedom and the power that comes when we depend on Christ's strength and Christ's power. You know, we're going to, you know, the bottom line is that we find ourselves right where the enemy wants us to be. You know, defenseless, powerless, uh, unable to stand strong, and, and, and we become no threat to him. And, and with those things in mind, I, I, w I want us to turn um, this morning to Ephesians chapter 2. And I, I'm going to begin uh, talking to you from this, a little bit from this chapter. Um, and keep in mind the, the things we just talked about. Uh, that we know the things that, that God has done for us, what Christ has done for us. Uh, and we need to begin to, to, to fully grasp and understand uh, just what that is if we're going to have lives that are, that, that are lived out in strength and in power. You know, the, the, the title of, of the message today is, is Strengthened. How do we become strengthened? Um, but anyway, turn over to Ephesians chapter 2, and I'm going to begin reading in, uh, in verse 1 there. Ephesians chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, there's a, that's an incredible statement, isn't it? But God, who, in, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you've been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. 
For by grace you've been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And what a, what a beautiful passage that is. And, and it's a passage that, in which Paul is actually telling us what happens when, when, when we become a Christian. Um, when we become a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, um, you know, w- what did happen and, and when you became a Christian? Well, according to this passage, God gave you life. God empower, imparted power to you. God secured heaven for you. God, God showered grace upon you. God saved you. God gave, gave you faith. And God has prepared a work for you to do. You know, these are amazing miracles of God's grace in the life of every believer. And Ephesians 2.4 says that this all happened. All this came about because of his great love for us. Mm. Are, you, are you beginning to see the unique glory of, of, of Jesus Christ? Uh, did you notice that everything God has done in his love and in his mercy is tied to Jesus? Uh, God, God made us alive with Christ. God raised us up with Christ. God seated us in the heavenly realms with Christ. The incomparable riches of God's grace uh, are expressed in his kindness to us through Christ Jesus. And that's amazing. Our, our new life is in Christ. Our, our, our new strength comes from Christ. Our salvation is through Christ. Our, our faith is in Christ. Our, our works are for Christ. And our heaven, our heaven will be with Christ. You know, uh, and, and it's important that we begin to grasp and understand all the things that, we've, that we have access to because of who we are in Christ, because of, of, of what Christ did on the cross. Uh, all these blessings are in him, and, 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 and none of them can be ours without him. You know, that's why we worship him as Savior, Redeemer, Master, and Lord. And, and, and no one else is like him, and, and no one can do what Christ can do. You know, he's the source of our strength, and only in him can we ever be strengthened. Um, and I hope you're beginning to grasp. You know, these are all the things. That's what it means to be a Christian. You've, you've accessed all that. You have access to the to the greatest uh, source of power in the universe. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But, um, you know, when, when, when we really begin to embrace this reality and when we really begin to trust what Christ has done and what the Word of God says, we'll be strengthened and we'll be empowered to accomplish far greater things than, than you could ever imagine that you could accomplish. Um, and, and we'll be able to, to weather any kind of storm that, that's going on in your life. And believe me, we all have those times in life when, when we go through a storm, don't we? Uh, or we go through a, a valley, uh, something that's, that's come against us. And, and, uh, but, but the promise right here is that God has empowered us 
uh, he's imparted power to us to, to get through those things. Not in our strength, but in his strength. Um, and again, he, he's, he's empowered us and strengthened us to do, to do far greater things than we, we could ever imagine that were possible. So I want us to, as we talk today, begin to embrace this truth. Begin to embrace the truth today that you can be strengthened. And let God's word strengthen you. Uh, you know, God wants you to be strengthened. He wants you to stand strong. Um, how many of you want to be stronger than you are right now? You know, I've, most of us do. Uh, you know, uh, as kind of a side note, <laughs> you know, I, I have two gym memberships. Uh, I, I, I'm a member of Planet Fitness, and I'm, I'm a member of Gold's Gym. Uh, you know, and I pay my dues every month. <laughs> um, I have access, access to everything I need to be bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, I, I, I have everything available to me to get into shape, to, to lose weight, to, to put on lean muscle mass, to, to be the, the great athlete I once was, at least in my own mind. <laughs> but... But if all I do is carry that membership card and, and wear my Gold's Gym t-shirt, I'm really not going to be strengthened, am I? I'm not going to get any stronger. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> but I, I say all that to, because sadly I think that's what happens to many of us when we become Christians. Kind of like we, we have the, the membership uh, um, we, we have the bumper sticker, we wear the, the, the I Love Jesus t-shirt, but nothing else really changes. Uh, and, and, and you know, the interesting, it's interesting that Satan doesn't care that, you, that you're a Christian, as long as you don't act like one. Um, you know, if we don't understand what happens when we become a Christian, we, we, we live lives... Uh, that, that have no spiritual growth to them. We, we have little power, and we, and we fail to be strengthened. And, 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 and this morning, I want us to focus on, uh, for just a few minutes on one scripture um, that I think is pivotal in our walk of faith and, and essential as we live out this new identity in Christ. You know, I, I've mentioned that phrase two or three times, our identity in Christ. You have to realize that when you came, came to Christ, your, your life changed, your identity changed, who you are changed. And, and that's why it's so important that we, that we uh, stay in God's word and begin to uh, internalize all the things the Bible says about who we are in Christ. Uh, Paul touched on a few of them there in, in Ephesians 2 that I just read. Uh, magnificent things, and, and, and they're all true. But you and I have to access them. We have to embrace them. We have to begin to, to live them out if we're going to live a life that's, that's, uh, that, that's marked by spiritual growth, that's marked by change, that someone can look at you and see something's different about you. You know, I'm reminded of a story that I heard a long time ago about a young man that was about to go off to college 
And his pastor was real concerned. He, he was afraid that when this young man went off to college that he'd have all these, you know, he'd be ridiculed and made fun of and have all these pressures and temptations and uh, because he was, a, you know, a Christian. Well, the kid went off to college and came back at the end of the semester and the, and the pastor met him and said, you know, son, how did it go? How did it go? And he said, Pastor, it, it was fine. Nobody even suspected I was a Christian. <laughs> and many of us live lives like that, don't we? <laughs> we want to be a Christian, but we don't want anybody to know about it. Mm. Um, but I want to talk to you about a scripture this morning. That, that, and this is a scripture that talks about strength and about what it can accomplish and about what the source of that strength is and, and, and about who that strength is in. And it's, it's Philippians 4.13, and that's a, a very, very familiar passage to many of us. Uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, and I love that passage. It's, but it's one of those, you'll, you'll see it on locker room walls, you'll see guys write it on their helmet or on their shoe or, or hold up a placard at the stadium. Uh, uh, some of you may even have that framed in, on your wall at home. I, I think we do, in fact. It's, it's a powerful passage. Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I want us to dissect that a little bit today, to, to dive a little deeper into what that actually means. I love the way the, the Amplified Version of the Bible translates that. It says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. You know, why do I think this verse is, is so important? Because when we understand who we are in Christ, what it really means to be a Christian, you know, our attitude and, and our perspective has to change. You know, you can't just flippantly quote Philippians 4.13. You know, you've got to really believe that. Um, we have to begin to think about what we can do and not what we can't do. And too many times that, that's kind of a, a clash that we have in our life, isn't it? Even as Christians. Um, you know, we say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and then we find uh, that we can't. We find that we, we hear God calling us to do something specifically, and, and we say, I can't do that. Um, and that's a dangerous place to be. Um, but we have to begin to, to think about what we can do and not what we can't do. We have to begin to think about possibilities and not impossibilities. We have to begin to think like champions and not like losers. We have to begin to think like overcomers and not failures. You know, the Bible says in, in, in Revelation 21.5, Behold, I make all things new. You know, the Apostle Paul says it like this in 2 Corinthians 5.17. He says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is, a, he is a new creature. 
The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. You know, was that you when you became a Christian? Did you become a new creature? Were, were the old things, did the, do you let the old things go, or are you still dragging them along with you? Um, you know, when you and I come to Christ, when we are in Christ, we become a new creature. We have, we have a new destiny, a new purpose, uh, we have a new vision, a new identity, and, and we should have a new attitude, a new attitude. And this new attitude says, I can. I can, not I can't. Now, that that's, sounds pretty simple and straightforward, but, it, but it's not. It takes, it takes hard work. Um, it takes lots of prayer. It takes a, a level of trust and commitment and, and reliance uh, on the Holy Spirit that we may have never had before. It takes a... It takes saturating ourselves in, in, in the Word of God. It takes encouraging ourselves through fellowship with other believers. You know, that's why we need to be taking advantage of not only coming to church together, but, it, you know, being in a connect group, a small group, uh, uh, because we need each other. The Bible says that. Um, we, we were never meant to to walk out this Christian walk alone. Um, but sometimes it's not easy to change our attitude, is it? Now know this for certain, that Satan does not want you to change. Uh, like I said earlier, he doesn't mind you coming to the altar and giving your life to the Lord and doing all sorts of things. And He doesn't care that you have the hat and the t-shirt uh, just don't act like a Christian. You know, he's good with that because, you're, like I said earlier, you're no threat to him then. Um, you know, Satan's the father of the attitude that says, I can't. I can't do it. And he, and he wants you to hear his voice. You know, Paul's speaking here in the fourth chapter of Philippians about, about uh, an I can attitude. And he encourages the church at Philippi that, that even though they're going through some difficult times, they've, they've got some stuff going on within the church body, but he's telling them uh, that, you know, that doesn't matter. You, you can get through that. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Um, and, I, and I believe that's, that's the attitude that God wants us to have today. Um, you know, and, and it's an attitude that we need to embrace no matter what it is that we're facing. You know, so the question I, I, would, I would pose to you today is how, how, do, you, how, do, you, um, how do you move from a, an attitude of I can't to an attitude of I can? I can do all things. You know, sometimes it's like, uh, um, you know, we've talked a lot about viruses lately, uh, you know, maybe the, I think the biggest threat to us today as Christians is not the, the China virus or the coronavirus. It's the, the virus of, that says, I can't. Uh, and there's a lot of symptoms that are recognizable about that. It's, you know, I can't witness for Jesus. How many of you heard that? Well, yeah, I could never do that. I can't pray out loud for someone. I can't forgive my husband or my wife for 
for what they did to me. I can't have a better job. Uh, I can't have a better relationship. I, I, I can't get over my past failures. Um, I, can't, uh, I can't ask someone to pray with me about the sin in my life or about an addiction I'm struggling with. I, I, I can't get more involved in church. I, I can't lead or join a connect group. Uh, I'm hurting. I, I, I'm lonely. I'm struggling. But I can't let anybody know. You know, a lot of people are right there. Um, and the list goes on and on. And, and I think you know what I'm talking about. You know, the enemy wants you to hear his voice that says, you know, you can't. You know, it's a voice of doubt. It's a voice of fear. It's a, it's a voice of negativity. And unfortunately and tragically, for many of us as Christians, that's the voice we're allowing to enter into our ears. We're hearing the wrong voice sometimes. And that's why it's so important that we stay in the word, that we stay in fellowship, uh, that we begin to take things in that drowns out that voice of negativity. Um, but but I, I want to I tell you today, and, and I really feel like, uh, you know, God has put this on my heart. Uh, um, that, that this message is for someone in particular today. Somebody in here, maybe more than one, because all of us struggle with stuff, don't we? We all have uh, battles in life. Uh, we're, all, we're all real good at coming into church and uh, giving that air that, man, everything's great in my life. And then when we leave, it all kind of crashes back in, doesn't it? We remember the... the the bills, the hurts, the, the pains, the sicknesses, all this other stuff. Um, but, I, but the word of the Lord for you today is, you can. I want you to remember that, you can. Whatever the situation, whatever the circumstance, whatever the challenge, whatever the mountain you're facing, whatever the, 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 the giant is in your path, you can. You can defeat it. You can get through it. You have the strength. You have the power through Christ. Again, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, the Lord is saying that, that you, you know what you need to do. Now, this is for somebody. You know what you need to do. You, you know what it is that God is telling you to do in that situation. You know, it, it's time to leave the past behind and to press on. It's time for healing and restoration. It's time to leave behind doubts and fears and trust Him. Trust Him. The Lord wants you to, to leave behind the mindset of weakness and be strengthened today. And you can do it. You can be strengthened today. Uh, you know, listen to the voice of the Lord today. He's saying that you, that you can. He's saying that you can do all things in his strength. You know, when you know who you are in Christ, uh, when you begin to understand and embrace what really happened when you became a Christian, then Philippians 4.13 begins to become a reality in your life. Uh, and, 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 and the possibilities just begin to explode. Uh, are, are you getting that? Uh, 
you know, how do we do this? How do we change our attitude? How do we move from, from I can't to I can? Uh, first, we have to recognize who our strength is and where our strength comes from. We need to recognize that, that our ultimate all-in-all strength is found in Jesus Christ and in Him alone. And, and apart from the Lord, uh, we really can't do anything. But when we get hooked to the ultimate power source, when we abide in that source, which is Jesus himself, we can do all things. We can do all things according to his will and his purpose. Mm. If you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, you have access to the greatest source of power in the universe. Wow. And not only that, he's given you his Holy Spirit to live in you, to connect you to that source. Um, hmm. You know, David said uh, in, in Psalms 28, 7, and again, I'm going to read this from the Amplified, the Lord is my strength and my impenetrable shield. My heart trusts in, relies on, and confidently leans on him. And I am helped. Therefore, my, my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I'll praise him. Psalms 46, 1 says, he says, God is our refuge and our strength, mm, a very present and well-proved help in times of trouble. Psalms 118, 14, the Lord is my strength and my song. He's become my salvation. You know, Jesus is our ultimate source of of strength and power. And we've got to we've got to embrace that source. You know, th this isn't something you can do on your own. Um, you know, the next thing we have to do we, is we have to begin to walk in faith and quit walking in fear. Uh, don't be afraid. Um, you know, far too often we, we lose faith in God and, and we get an I can't attitude due to, due to our fear, our anxiety. Um, listen to the words of Jesus in, in John 14, 27. I think he addresses this right here. Uh, the Amplified Version says, Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And we're all familiar with that. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And then the, the Amplified expands that a little bit. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated, cowardly and unsettled. Remember that the, that the Bible says in, in, in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of what? But of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, something we, sometimes we fear doing what we know God's calling us to do. And when we, when, when we fear that and when we're pushed to say, I can't do that, we're really saying, I'm not, I'm not going to obey you, Lord. That, that's disobedience. Um, we'd just rather ha go ahead and say, I can't. But we have to recognize 
and, and realize that the power and the strength that God has given us access to comes only because of who we are in Christ. You know, fear and, fear and anxiety and all these other things are just tools of the enemy that, that he uses to distract us, to derail us, to, to destabilize us, to make us begin to, to wonder, you know, to make us change uh, from an I can do attitude to a I can't do that. You know, the, and the thing about it is when it comes to Satan, when it comes to the, the enemy, you know, we, we've been given great promises in the Bible. Uh, and, you know, it, the Bible promises in James 4, 7 that if you, if you resist the devil, what's he got to do? He's got to flee from you. Uh, in fact, the Bible says he will flee from you. Mm. We have to get over our fears and our worries and our anxieties and our doubts, and we have to embrace the promises of God. We have to stand strong, and we have to rebuke the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's the enemy. That's what he does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Um, but the Bible says when we rebuke him, when we resist him, he has to flee. Why does he have to flee? Because of who you are in Christ. Amen? You're a child of the living God, and he has to Flee from you. Hmm. You know, and, and, and when we when we begin to begin to embrace these promises, uh, we're we're able to overcome and conquer uh, an attitude that says I can't. The Bible says in, in Romans sixteen twenty that because of who you are in Christ, now this is powerful, because of who you are in Christ, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Not only can you rebuke him and he has to flee, but God himself is going to crush him under his feet. Um, the Bible says in Revelation 12, 11, that we have victory over the enemy because of what? Because of the blood of Christ. Because of this blood, we're, the Bible says we're overcomers. Uh, uh, the Bible says in Ephesians 6, 16, in addition to all this, taking up the shield of faith with which you'll be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Now notice it didn't just say you'll be able to extinguish some of the arrows. It says you'll be able to extinguish all of the arrows of the evil one. And those promises are full of power and they're full of strength. And, and, and these are promises that are for you and me because of who we are in Christ. Amen? Next, we have to really believe. We have to really believe that we can do it. You have to believe that you can do this. Um, we have to believe that we can do whatever it is that the Lord is calling us to do. You know, Jesus said in Luke uh, 17, 6, that if you, have, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, uh, you, th then you can tell that mountain to move, and it will move. Remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. 
Now think about those words again. I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, that's a very short phrase. That, that's ten words right there. But that's ten of the most powerful words, if fully understood, uh, that, that you'll ever hear. Um, if you understand them, if you believe them, really believe them, you know, they're going to enable you to be strengthened, to overcome any obstacle, to conquer any, any challenge, to, to fight any enemy, uh, to, to bear any burden, to climb any mountain, to, to slay anything that gets in your path. And we're all going to face things like that in life. Amen? Some of you are right now. Um, but these ten words, uh, you know, take them to heart. Begin to inscribe them. Um, not only write them down, but inscribe them on your heart. Live by those words. Uh, these words will revolutionize your life because of who you are in Christ. Now, for the last couple of minutes, I, I want to just break that verse down just, just very briefly. Uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Look at the first word there, I. I. Now, who is I? That, that's, that's you and me. I can do all things through Christ. Now, now, make no mistake about it, God uses people to accomplish his will and his purpose on the earth. Remember that, uh, um, that, that Ephesians 2.10 says said that, that we are God's workmanship, created for what? For good works. Um, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God has prepared for us in advance. And, 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 and you know, God seems to use ordinary people, doesn't he? Ordinary people like you and me. God seldom uses the mighty. He seldom uses the rich or the powerful or the talented. Uh, um, and the reason's obvious, because so many times those people are so full of themselves that there's no room for God. You know, that, that's why the Apostle Paul, who wrote Philippians 4.13, also wrote these words in, in 1 Corinthians 1, 26-29. Listen to this. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. You know, if that's true, if that's true, then these words apply to you and me as, as certainly as certain as they did to the Apostle Paul. I can do all things through Christ. Uh, and, and get that now. It says I, not somebody else. I, not, not just exceptional people, not just the rich, not just the famous, uh, not just the powerful or talented, uh, not just preachers, uh, uh, not just great theologians or missionaries, but it says I, you and me, we can do all things. Um, now look at the next two words there. 
I can do. I can do. And the, the, those two words reveal the perspective of faith. I can do all things through Christ. Now, now think about this for a moment. You know, David, when David was a young lad, he didn't, he didn't know that this giant called Goliath, uh, um, he didn't know that, that he was too big, you know, for a little scrawny shepherd boy to slay. Uh, Caleb, remember Caleb and Joshua? Caleb, he, he didn't know that the promised land couldn't be conquered. He said, I can. Uh, Joshua didn't know that the, that the walls of Jericho were, were too strong to overcome. Joshua said, I can. Elijah didn't know that the enemies were far too great and far too numerous uh, for him to defeat. He didn't know that. Joshua, uh, Elijah said, I can. Uh, and, and God has accomplished anything. God has never accomplished anything through men and women who say, I can't. But through people who say, I can. Um, you know, and I, I think back to, to David and Goliath. Uh, Here's David, this little skinny shepherd boy, and, and, and he's got the whole army of Israel is, is, is out there, but, but yet, you know, and, and they've got the armor and the shield and the spears and all this stuff, and, and they're hiding. But David says, I'll go. I can do this because he trusted uh, the God he served. Remember his words as he ran out and faced uh, Goliath, uh, you come at me at me with sword, spear, and javelin. I come at I come at you in the name of the Lord. Uh, mm. You know, God has 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 moved mountains. He's he's overthrown kingdoms. He's he's turned the world upside down with ordinary people like you and me. Uh, people who say I can, and not I can't. Uh, people who say, um, not, that, not I, I can't, not I should, not, not I could if, but who say, I can. Uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And tell you that phrase, all things, all things, that's the, that's the potential of faith. I can do all things through Christ. And that's a big promise, all things. Uh, in, in Romans 8.28 it says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8.32 says, he, did not, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? And in Romans 8.37 we read, No, in all things... We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now think about this. What, what, what did Paul mean when he said all things there? Does it mean that, that, you know, that I can go to the gym this afternoon and bench press 500 pounds just like that? No. Does it mean we can go out in the parking lot and jump over a car? No. Uh, Paul says I can do all things in Christ. 
That is in the context of the will of Christ for our life. Whatever Christ has for you to do, he promises to supply the power and the strength you're going to need to do it. Whatever gift he gives you, he gives you the power and the strength to exercise that gift. You know, I, I, I can't play golf like uh, Tiger Woods or, or Jack Nicklaus, uh, and I'll never be a, probably never be a Super Bowl MVP. Um, you see, I, I can't do all things. But listen to this. I can do all things which God has for me to do from the time he saved me to the time he takes me home. Let, let me say that again. I can do all things which God has for me to do from the time he saved me to the time he'll take me out of this world. Uh, and the same is true for everyone in this room. Amen. What he's called you to do, he's gonna, you just have to say, yes, Lord, I can. And he's going to give you the strength, the power. Uh, he's going to bring the people around you that, that you need around you. Uh, if, if, you, if you're diligently seeking him, if you're in his word, if you're in prayer, if you're in fellowship, uh, all things. You know, the qualifying phrase there is all things that are in God's will. You know, the point is that Paul had, he had come to learn that the secret that God would never require him to accomplish anything that he wasn't going to give him the strength and power to accomplish. Um, you know, as Christians, as, as Christ followers, we're commanded to live victorious lives uh, over sin. But, you know, we have no ability in, our, in ourselves to do that. We have no ability, ability to fulfill that command. But we can live victoriously because, we, because Jesus Christ has won the victory. Because he has won the victory. We're commanded to be lights uh, to the world. To be witnesses for Jesus Christ. Don't say I can't. Say I can. I can do all things because Jesus is the light. You getting this? Uh, the Bible says uh, uh, he, we're, we're commanded to love one another. We can do all things through Christ because he is love. We're commanded to pray for one another. We can do all things through Christ because he's our healer. He's our redeemer. You know, and, and all that Christ is today can, can be manifested through us. And that's, that's a big pill to take in right there. Everything that Christ can do can be manifested through us because it's God who works in us, both to will and to do his good pleasure. Um, you know, there's no limit as to what Jesus Christ can do. Uh, there's no limit to what Jesus Christ could do when he was on this earth. And, there's, and, and on the authority of the word of God, there's... There's nothing that Jesus can't do from glory through us. Amen? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, Paul wrote those ten words in Philippians 4.13 from his own personal experience. 
and with the inspiration and guidance of the Holy Spirit. He knew what he was talking about. He knew Christ was the Lord of all circumstances, all situations, uh, not just the good ones, but all of them. Um, and, and, and listen to the full context of, of this promise here. Uh, Philippians 4, and I'm going to begin with verse 11. I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or, or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Then he adds, after saying all that, he adds, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, some of us know this by our own experience, don't we? You know, some of us have, have suffered great losses. You may be suffering from a loss right now. You may be in a battle right now. You know, some of us have, have lost a spouse, a, a loved one, a brother, a sister, a friend. Uh, um, all of us have faced challenges and difficulties and confronted temptations, wrestled with habits. Uh, you may be even, even be wrestling with an addiction of some kind. We've all, we've all struggled to make the right decision. You know, life isn't easy, but, but the Word of God never promised that it would be easy. But the Bible does promise, now get this, the Bible does promise that we can experience and know the power and the strength of these words, I can do all things. Hmm. Not just the easy things, not, not just the things that everyone else is doing, not just the things we've always done, but all things, all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and, and the final phrase in this verse reveals the true power of faith. You know, the power, the strength uh, is not in you and me. We don't conjure up this kind of power and strength. The power and strength is in Christ and Him alone. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, Paul said it elsewhere in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ and it, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, Jesus himself reminded his disciples, and I think he reminds me and you today. In John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, in the Old Testament, the prophet Zechariah declared in Zechariah 4, 6, not by might nor by power, but my by spirit, says the Lord. You see, it's, it's, it's not about us. It, it, it's all about him. You getting that? Um, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about Christ living in us. It's about Christ living in us. Unless... Unless Jesus Christ is in us, unless he's the Lord of our life, we have no promise of, of God's power or God's strength in our life. And without the power of Christ living in us, we're no match. We're no match for the enemy. And, and his voice will, 
will be the only voice we'll hear. You know, that voice that, it's a voice of defeat, a voice of fear, the voice of anxiety, the voice that says you can't, the voice that says you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not capable enough, the voice that says that, that you're unlovable, that you're insignificant, that your life doesn't even matter. That, that's the voice of Satan. If you're thinking that, if you have any of those thoughts, realize where that's coming from. It's not coming from the Lord. It's coming from the enemy. The word, and, and the word of the Lord for you today is don't listen to that voice. Don't allow the voice to define who you really are. Remember that in Christ you are lovable. You are capable. You have great value, great significance. Uh, you're so significant and special that the Lord himself, the Lord Jesus, shed his blood for you. And why did he do that? Just because he loves you. He did that because he loves you. You know, in Christ and through his blood, with, with the power of the Holy Spirit in you, there's nothing, absolutely nothing that you can't do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, those are ten little words, but uh, uh, they, they pack a big promise, don't they? So remember them, believe them, embrace them, make them, make them part of your life. Most of all, most importantly, begin to live those words out in your life. Amen? How about just saying that with me this morning? Would you, if you don't mind, just, just repeat after me. Because of who I am in Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, do you believe that? Amen. Amen. You know, listen, I, I, I've, um, we're getting a little tight on time, but I want to take just a minute. Caleb, do you, could you, you know, I, I feel that the, and I didn't in the first service, but I feel that the Lord's leading me to, to have an altar call this morning, just for just a few minutes, and, and, and I hope you've, you've kind of grasped a little bit of what this lesson was about. It's, it, it's simple, but it's, it's so important. You know, maybe you're here today and you've, you've never accepted Christ uh, as your Lord and Savior. You know, if that's you, I, I would love to, to have you come up here and let me pray with you this morning and pray the prayer of faith with you. You know, maybe you're in here and you're, you're realizing that you've been saying I can't far too often. You know, God is working on your heart. He's, he's saying you know what you need to do. You know, why not, why not come up and, and have someone pray with you? Uh, uh, pray a prayer of recommitment. Re, re, rededicate your life to the Lord. Maybe you're, maybe you're going through a trial, a struggle. Uh, maybe it's a health issue. Maybe something, something you're facing in your life, and you haven't, uh, you, you've hidden it from everybody else. But you know the Lord knows what it is, and uh, and His Word tells us to 
that we're to pray with one another. So come up and let us let us pray with you. Let us pray in agreement with you. So if that's if that's you, if you if you feel like the you know the Lord is is touching your heart to to make a change this morning, to, to change your attitude, your perspective, uh, to you know whatever it is. Uh, and some of you are sitting there right now, and you're hearing that little voice in your head saying, "Don't you do that? Don't you get up?" That that's the I can't voice. So whatever your need may be, let's just take a moment and uh, if you would, come up here and let us, let us pray with you. Uh, uh, Wendell, would you come up here and, and John? And, uh, okay. Hey brother, what can I pray with you about? That's okay. My hope is built on than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, seems to hide its face I rest on his unchanging grace in every high and stormy gale my anger holds within the veil on Christ the I love that old hymn. How about you? On Christ the solid rock I stand. Guys, that's that's the crux of what we've talked about today. We can stand on that solid rock. It's unmovable. It, it's, uh, 
It's a fir anchor firm and secure. Amen.